Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hello and welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. This is Kurt Mortensen here as we teach you how to maximize your influence, your success, and your income. This is episode number 213. I have a special guest today, going to teach you more about internet and marketing and influence. Her name is Kristen Javago, and she's the president of Javago Partners, a digital marketing management company, and the author of the book Roadmap to Revenue, How to Sell the Way Your Customers Want to Buy. Chris is one of the first to identify selling as a matter of supporting the customer's buying process. Sounds like good stuff. And Kristen, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. It is great to have you. I always love to learn more information. And let's just kick it off here today and start off with our question. As our listener knows, we have to ask you, what is the worst vegetable on the planet and why? That's a tough question to answer because I like vegetables and I'm a good cook, so I enjoy making them taste good because my husband hates vegetables. I think my answer to that would be any vegetable that's cooked poorly is going to be terrible. So my answer is not one vegetable, but all vegetables if they're cooked poorly. (laughs) Oh, I'm with you on that one. Anyone that's been boiled to death and it's in a gooey little mass, that's (laughs) my childhood right there, my introduction to vegetables. (laughs) So maybe that's why we asked that question. So I'll buy that one. That's a good one. We like it. Let's dive into it here and talk about some things that really help the listeners be more influential. What do you think is the biggest mistake? We call it the blunder here on the show that salespeople or people that are trying to influence are making right now. Because we know the world of persuasion and influence has changed. What do you see as that biggest blunder or mistake? Well, I think what's happened, and everybody's been talking about this. I've been talking about it for years. Back in the Stone Ages, people would get their questions answered by salespeople. And then, of course, the web came along in 1994 and really didn't take off until a few years later. And it, over time, people got something like 60 to 80 or 90 percent of their questions answered before they ever talked to a salesperson. So they are in the middle of a movie. And if you get on the phone with somebody and you want to take them back to the middle of your movie and talk all about your company and how long, you know, the typical PowerPoint, boring, here's who we are and where we came from, here's the story of my life, before you even understand what their problem is, you're making a big mistake. You're wasting their time and yours and boring them to tears. So I think the biggest mistake is not just asking them right up front when you're on the phone with them for the first time, where are you right now in your buying process? Then you will know what to say to them and where you should be focusing so you don't bore them and make them want to leave. I can see that. The internet has just changed the game for everybody. And I was training a group of medical doctors. They were talking about patient retention and a few other things, how to influence. And something came up that was really interesting is they go to school for, what, 8, 12 years, they're the expert in their industry, and then they tell the patient what to do, and the patient thinks about it, and then they Google it, and they find somebody in, we'll choose Indianapolis, (laughs) that has no medical degree that says, eat your broccoli or whatever whatever Mm -hmm. it is, and they believe the Internet more than this doctor. And Again, I know this is true for Mm -hmm. salespeople or in any companies. How do you deal with that information where your prospect's finding the wrong information or too much information? I mean, how do you prepare for that when you're talking to your prospect? 
first of all, you have to be patient with them. By the time people come to me, they've tried all sorts of specialists. Excuse my language, but they've been screwed at really big time. Thousands and thousands of dollars later, they don't have a good website or they don't have good social or whatever it is. And they've spent all this money and the revenue needle didn't move. And I was a revenue coach for decades, mostly in Silicon Valley, and really helped CEOs and entrepreneurs make more money. That's what my job was. So I'm all about revenue and marketing without revenue is like just throw money out the window. So I get that a lot. And they have myths. And I think what you have to do is not be aggressive. So the other mistake that salespeople are making right now is they're still trying to push. And people do not want to be pushed. Nobody wants to be pushed. Just don't do it. Get out of my face. Be generous with me. Be careful with me. Be patient with me. Be helpful. Don't push. That's the first thing. If you hear them saying something and you're like, oh, God, that's so stupid. Let me tell you what you should know in that sort of tone of voice and that method, they're not going to listen to you. They're just, you'll be like your mother with your hands on your hips, wagging your finger, and nobody likes that. So I think that's the biggest thing is understanding why they're feeling that way, where they got it, and then being very patient with the answer and kind of walking them through it. Well, I like that, being more patient. I think that's required in today's sales process and when we're influencing and on the old school techniques we've proven don't work anymore. But I like what you said earlier where they're talking to them, obviously not asking enough questions, and you said they're boring them to tears. Can you define (laughs) that? I agree with you, by the way, but can you define that, and how do we fix that? Well, here's what's really funny. When we are buyers, because all of us buy stuff, all of us are sold by people, we have been on the receiving end. We are very impatient. We know what we want. We've been down the road. We understand where we're at. We have a few questions that we want a salesperson to answer. And if they force us to go all the way back to the beginning of their pitch that they've been taught, which is how they sell. So remember, this is about buying and selling. As buyers, we know perfectly well that salespeople bore us to tears and that we don't want to waste our time and all that. As salespeople, the minute we put on our entrepreneurial hat or our sales hat, we have a quota. We got to meet it. We have to sell a certain number. You know, we don't have enough sales. Whatever it is, we are under pressure to sell. The customer, on the other hand, is not under any pressure to buy. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they've got a deadline or something's broken and they have to fix it or whatever. But a lot of times they have enough time to do a careful buying process, especially for the high, what I call high scrutiny products. They're not in a rush. They don't care. You get up every morning saying, oh, I've got to sell, I've got to sell, I've got to sell. They get up in the morning, they're not saying, oh, I have to buy, I have to buy from him. They don't have the same intention. So our intentions are out of sync. That's a really big problem for people. If you divorce yourself from that intention, and it's not easy, it takes a lot of maturity to say, I'm going to go through the day, I'm going to talk to a lot of people, and I'm going to try to help them solve their problem, whether I'm the answer for them or not which is the true altruistic way of selling, you get more business that way. Because even if they don't buy from you, they're going to remember that you tried to help them solve their problem. And they're going to refer people to you. They're going to try to buy from you. I've even had a lot of situations where I just basically say to the client, well, hang on a second. I'm not sure you're right for me yet. And if they're already sold on buying from me, they're being like, no, no, don't go away. Don't go away. We'll work it out. That's Mm -hmm. where you want to end up because you're helping them. You're serving them, you're helping them, you're taking on more of a consultant role, asking the right questions instead of 
one pitch fits all or one presentation fits all. So how do you make that process easier for the person that's trying to influence to get to the point to where they are? You mentioned earlier as far as finding out where they're in the buying process. How do you know where to start? How do you make that easier for the influencer? You just ask them. Everybody forgets. And one of the things I teach in my book is how to interview your customers who have already bought from you because nobody ever tells you what they're thinking while you're selling to them. So you don't really know what they're thinking until after they've bought from you. And then when you interview a few customers, you start to understand where they were in their buying process, how they bought, what they were thinking, what their concerns and questions are. And knowing that helps you when you get into the middle of somebody's movie. So you get on the phone with them. And again, the first question to ask, where are you in your buying process? So, And they're going to be happy to answer you. They're going to say, oh, I've already seen this, 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 and this company. I've decided I need this and definitely want to go this direction, but I have three questions about it because I'm worried about this, this, and this. Okay, now you know the conversation that they were hoping you would have with them. They've just given you a map on how to sell to them successfully by answering those questions. Obviously, if you don't know what you're talking about, you can't do that. So part of it is not thinking you can just memorize something and go out and sell. That doesn't work anymore. Because all that stuff that you could memorize, the customer can read on the website. That's done. Those days are done. Salespeople have to be way smarter and much more studious and disciplined about learning everything they can about the situation that clients or customers find themselves in so that they can answer those questions in a good, as you say, a consulting kind of way. Okay, you've got this option, you have that option. What we've heard from people is if they go that way, these are the problems they run into. Maybe you can do that. Not sure, got to ask. It's an intelligent, honest, deep conversation with the customer. And I agree, that personal development of learning your product, you're learning your competition, improving yourself is a big aspect, becoming very influential. And you mentioned asking the right questions. I do like your question, where are you in the buying process? It's a great question to get things going. But what's another great question that you love that you use to discover the information you need to really influence them? Do you have a question, maybe a couple questions that really help us dig deep to get into the mind of the prospect? Some of it comes from the interviewing questions I ask. One of them is, what's your biggest challenge right now? Because that helps you understand the problem that they are trying to solve. If people don't buy products and services, they buy solutions to problems. They have some need or some desire, and they need to fix that problem. And it could be all sorts of different ways of doing it. I mean, it's the silliest thing. Like recently, I have some Ugg boots, and the inside has worn out. The outside's perfectly fine. I suddenly discovered that there are insoles that you can put in there, fuzzy sheepskin <laughs> insoles. So for $9, you get a new pair of shoes. So I solved my problem. And that's a really stupid, ridiculous answer. I'm not even a shoe nut. That's the kind of thing you're trying to figure out. It's all about the customer and the specifics of what the customer is going through. And that's something you can't guess. And you can't just blow off and say, oh, well, these personas and we figured out these people fit into these categories. No, it doesn't. You're better off trying to figure out specifically what problem they're trying to solve and the various ways they've tried to solve it. So that's another question is how have you gone about trying to solve this problem? What is the problem you're trying to solve? What's your challenge here? And how have you gone about trying to solve it? It's a different way of asking where are you in your buying process question. 
but it gives you much more insight as to what it is they're trying to fix so that you can say, actually, we can fix that and here's how we do it. And they'll be interested in that. So as you're honing in on their problem, finding their big challenge, a lot of times I think prospects are throwing things out at a salesperson or the, the negotiator, the influencer. How do you know you found that true problem and it's not a lie or a knee-jerk reaction? How do you know when you've really pegged, okay, there's the issue, that's what we've got to solve? Here's the thing that's really interesting. If one of you is not negotiating during this process, the other person stops negotiating. So instead of trying to get them to buy, which they know you're going to try to do, so that's sort of a given, you really have to go out of your way to be helpful to disavow them of that concept that you're only here to get money from me. If you go after them that way, they're going to hold onto their wallet and their thoughts, and they're not going to tell you anything. They're not going to give you any advantage whatsoever because you're trying to take something from them, and they're not sure yet whether you've earned the right to take it from them. That's all really negative psychology. It doesn't work. People are really uptight about it and resistant to it. So you're so much better off if you try to help them. And then they start thinking, wow, this person's really trying to help me. Okay, I'm going to give you some more data now because you're trying to help me. You know, even when we're infants, like we're two days old, and we know that this aunt is very nice and comforting and sweet, and this other one pinches our cheek and says really stupid things to us and really doesn't have our best interests at heart. We learn that before we can speak our first word. So people are very good at knowing if you're out to get something from them and out to hurt them or and benefit yourself or if you're really truly trying to help them. Makes sense. I mean, you really got to learn to read your prospect, understand how the process works. Let's shift gears a little bit here. Now you do a lot in the world of online marketing. What are some latest trends you're seeing, trends, mistakes that you see in online marketing that could be helpful to our listeners? Well, again, it goes back to this idea. In the last two years, marketing has changed more in the last two years than it did in the previous 20. We are really on the tech train now. And there are applications that are fantastic. I mean, I'm running my whole business on project management system that two or three years ago wouldn't have even been available. I mean, the apps weren't that good. So now we're getting to the point where the applications are good, but people are still depending on specialists who sell a specific aspect or one company was telling me that they couldn't upgrade to a 2.0 version of a software program for their website, which they really thought they needed for their e-commerce site because the guy they were working with wasn't familiar with 2.0. Of course, he could have learned it, but that's another issue. He only knew 1.5 and so he kept telling them they didn't need 2.0. And there's a lot of that. Oh God, it's just, I can't tell you how many times I talk to people during the day and they've really been hurt by trying to find the answer to their problem by going to one specialist and then that one specialist did things that really weren't helpful to them and really didn't give them what they needed. Digital marketing is a big thing. There's a lot of levers you got to push and you got to push them right. There's email, there's your website, there's social, there's the whole search engine optimization, search engine marketing. All of that has to be done properly so that it gains momentum and feeds on itself. And the other thing people don't realize now is you have two customers. You have people who buy from you and you have Google. And if you're not pleasing Google, you are invisible to the people who buy from you. And Google needs something different than customers do. 
So it's all wrapped up together. It has to be done right. And people are just sort of wandering around or groping is a better word because they're anxious. The revenues are going down and they're not getting any traction in the marketplace. Any specific tips that can get them on track? Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they run out and they put up the pages and do what they're supposed to do. And of course, nobody contacts them. You talked about Google. If you're not friends with Google, you're no friends with no one. I guess it comes down to that. Mm -hmm. Any specific tips that can be very helpful to an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think the first thing is to realize that if you are going to be successful with Google, Google needs some basic structural things. Google's a robot. Google needs to know who you are so they can rank you properly. Like what type of business are you? So we do something called building an SEO persona where we build a sort of an identity map for your company that says, all right, this is who you are. This is, these are things you're good at. These are the things you're associated with. So that you build this kind of persona that Google can say, ah, okay, based on these people's websites, because you build all this into your website and your pages and your blog posts and all that and your social and everything that's associated with you gets infused with these concepts. You do all of that before you even worry about keywords. Keywords will be part of it. But first there's your identity and then there's the ways that people search for companies like you. But Google needs to understand who you are and where you fit so they know how to rank you. So I would say that's the first thing is really get that right. Get those basics right. Be in all of the directories. There's about 50 directories online that matter, especially if you're a local business and especially do Google My Business and all of that. You need to focus on getting solid basics done. Have a blog. Definitely do email marketing. You know, just the basics. Everybody's running around trying to specialize and push the next silver bullet or the magic bean. There is no magic bean in marketing. There are certain things you have to do right consistently, and then it starts to build. So what's the one thing that uh, we've missed that you want to tell our listeners that they need to know about our, our topic today? Anything you want to add? Yeah, just start thinking like a buyer. Stop trying to sell. Start understanding how your buyers buy because they have a buying process. And if you understand it and you map it out and you make sure you're there with the right answer at all those places, you're going to be way ahead of your competition who's not doing that. They're just trying to push. So remember, listeners, you need to persuade others how they want to be persuaded. And remember, we've talked about your default setting is you tend to persuade others how you like to be persuaded, which is wrong. Well said. Good information. Really appreciate it, Kristen. So where can our listeners find out more about you and what you do? Okay, so they can Google Christian Javago, they'll find me. They can go to Amazon and type in Roadmap to Revenue, and they'll find my book it's on Kindle and all the different versions. And my site is ShivagoPartners.com. And we'll also have links at MaximizeYourInfluence.com, where you can find our archives and other information. Kristen, appreciate the great information. Thanks for being here, and take care. Thank you. 